ladies and gentlemen, once again, please make sure all your seatbelts are securely fastened. All electronic equipment must be switched off. This includes laptops, mobile phones, and Kindles. We'll be landing shortly. Dum dum dum. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to episode twelve of You've Got This Baby with Yours Truly. Now, if you haven't checked out episode eleven, highly recommend that you do. Because this is going to be the part two to that, to episode 11. Episode 11, I kind of, you know, give the introduction to what I'm about to speak on in two days. Two days? In the podcast that is happening right now in this episode. I have an issue with saying the word today. Is it today or today? Like, I don't know. It's beyond me. <laughs> it is beyond me. Okay, so, to get to get straight to the point. Head versus heart. We're gonna go more in-depth with respect to balancing using your head and your heart to navigate through life through every situation and we're gonna discover in this episode what causes the imbalance so in the first portion this this episode is also going to be 30 minutes long like the previous one but it will be fun. It will be interesting. It would be insightful. I could promise you that. It would be insightful. It would be eye-opening. And it would be stuff that you already know, but it's just me confirming to you what you already know. Right? So, the first portion we're going to look at, which is the first 15 minutes or so, we're going to look at... um. What happens when you have too much head <laughs> when making decisions? When you use your head too much and you don't use your heart enough, basically. And the second portion, we're going to focus on instances where you use your heart more than you use your head. Right? And the problems that may arise. Now stay tuned for tomorrow's episode because it will also be continuing all right so if you watch the previous episode with manifestation and the correlation between having a balance between your head and your heart and being able to rapidly manifest what is manifestation in its simplest form? Your thoughts becoming a reality. Yes. Very simple. 
your thoughts becoming a reality. And that is it in its most neutral term. But the trend, quote-unquote trend, is being able to control what you manifest. That, that is what people want. They want to know, well, if my thoughts become a reality, then anything is possible. But I want to make it in such a way that I can create only good for myself. I can tell you this. Life does not come without its challenges. Punto final. So if you think that you're just going to get into this cultural, quote-unquote, spiritual awakening, everything going to be hunky-dory going further, you're just going to be manifesting a life where you have no issues. It doesn't work like that because if you don't have challenges, you don't grow. And no one is ever fully graduated from the college of growth, if you know what I mean. No. One key component of spiritual knowledge is knowing that you don't know. It is knowing that when you think you know, you really don't know. Uh -huh. When you think that you know how something works, you really don't. Because there's always something to learn. There's always deeper knowledge. So that's why I can't understand why you have people who claim to be spiritual but they they fight them with other people calling them fake this fake that no everyone is on their own journey everyone is tapped in on their own level you cannot claim to know you cannot claim to be quote-unquote divine but you condemn other people and you, you tell people that you know, they don't know. Because if you're doing that, then you really don't know. And it is also a sign that you need to do work within. You need to do work within. Because the ego is, is, is having a, a spotlight moment there. Your ego. And we all know that a crucial part of going through a spiritual awakening is going through an ego death, which is painful. Also, I have been seeing, and I want to call it a quote-unquote trend, right? This chosen trend. Yes, 
it it has beauty in in knowing that you are called by God for more in this life. What what are you chosen for? You are chosen for leadership. Don't make it into a situation where they have the chosen and you have the people who aren't chosen. Because when you label a group of people, right, and call them, quote unquote, chosen, they're automatically people who are not chosen. What makes you so special that you have to be above someone else? Ask yourself that. Because if you claim to be a leader, quote-unquote, chosen, it would be more inclusive than exclusive, okay? So reevaluate your definition of leadership because certain things are missing. I understand that it is a form of yeah we have a collective consciousness and we go through things together and you want to label the group because people who identify as chosen you know they normally have a hard path in life and you know God called them and they found the right one blah 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 yes it's great that's great but don't let it get to your head to the point where you you're ostracized you being ostracized as a child, as a teenager, even as an adult, you go and you meet other people like that and then you all form your own clique where you ostracize other people, then you are not you're not really fulfilling the purpose or the intention or the campaign or the initiative that you want to come across. So just think about it. If you feel you are chosen by God, ask yourself, what am I chosen for? If your only answer is fame, riches, blah, 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 yes, that's good. But how does that help other people? What are you going to do with that to help other people? I want to know. Because there is more to strive for than fame and riches. Just by the way. There is. That is not the top. That is just the base of what you could really strive for. I had to get it off my chest because I have been seeing it rapid, rapidly increasing with people all over YouTube in particular. And, you know, I don't want to a very wrong idea because the last thing we need right now is more labels I want you to look at the person on your left 
the person on your right and see a human with flesh and bones that bleeds like you, that hurts like you, that has to face challenges for them to grow, that experiences pain in their own way, and that is deserving of compassion no matter what they have done in their life. Because if you think that you are perfect, you are not perfect. Nobody is perfect. You're not perfect and, and that is the beauty of you. The biggest lie that we are told is that we have to strive for perfection. But what is perfection? If everyone is meant to be molded and shaped in a way that is specific to them, how can people strive for perfection? Because you, you're, you're a piece of art, you know? Sometimes art doesn't make sense, but it's beautiful and people it's worth billions of dollars. It makes no sense and it's worth billions of dollars. And people fly all over the world trying to collect it because it's valuable. In your flaws, you are original. You are you. You are original. And I, I don't want to use the word perfect. I want to use the word progress. Instead of striving for perfection, look at your progress. Look at how far you have come and how far you have to go. You have no business comparing yourself to the person on the left of you, on the right of you, and on your phone screen. Because each person has to walk a path less traveled. Yes, they do. Even when you think people are all the same and they believe the same and blah, no. We all do. We all do. You don't know what people go through. You don't know the struggles that people face that shape them into who they are. That is why you can't compare yourself to an next person. Because how can you compare an apple to an orange. What you're gonna say they're both round? No. I mean yeah, yeah, apple is round-ish kind of way, but it, the shape is is very distinct. Yeah, they both might they both might be citrus. They both they both might belong to that category, citrus fruit. But they are different, it tastes different. They need different conditions to grow in. 
you might like our orange but hate our apple and vice versa. So don't look at it as I need to be perfect. Because you don't. You don't need to be perfect. You need to be you. And you are not perfect. And that is why you are priceless. You are priceless. You are invaluable. There is no... People could value art, but they can't value you. Because what you have inside of you is life itself. You can create. You are life itself. Life that we could touch, that we could taste, that we could feel, that we could see. And, and that's when the head plays tricks on us. It does. The head plays a lot of tricks. Because the head tells you that there is only one way to skin a cat and that is a lie variety is the spice of life and our mind compares that that is the thing right no minds are beautiful logic intellect it is fascinating but how we use our intellect, we break down a piece of subject matter into the simplest form to understand it. And then we, we analyze through comparison to see what works and what doesn't work. If you use too much of the head and you don't use your heart because your heart is blocked because... You don't want to feel your pain that you need to feel because it's too much. So you resort to only using your head to get through life. You're going to struggle even more. Because there are some things in life that cannot be compared. For instance, pain. You cannot compare pain and you will understand that. True compassion, which is what you need your heart for. Because when you use your mind and you look, okay, we look at that painful situation. You use your mind to try and understand the pain of another person. You're going to think, oh, well, when this happened to me, I didn't act the way you acted. So I think you're just being dramatic and attention whore. Because it isn't that bad. Where's your compassion? That put you that mightn't be painful for you, but that is painful for that person. Because everyone is shaped differently. We are built differently. But if you have a balance between your head and your heart, you would look at them and you would say, first it your first thought would be, Oh well, I remember when that happened to me. I didn't really react the same way, but this person is inconsolable with something else, 
with someone else. And we want to feel accepted. We want to feel loved. We want to feel cared for. We want to have friends. We want to have people that we could hang out with. We want to have people that like us. And that is okay. That is normal. But sacrificing who you are and what you believe just for someone to like you or accept you is crossing a boundary with yourself that you shouldn't be crossing. Right? You are crossing that boundary with yourself. When you allow yourself to be in a situation like that. You, ca you can't please everyone and that is okay. Sometimes people like to use the excuse that they don't like drama. That's why they want to keep their head down, blah, blah, blah. No, it's not that. You don't want to face the reality of the situation. Because if you're with people who, more, they, don't, they don't care about you, you're already in drama. That you know about or that you don't know about. So, the best thing you could do is get away from a situation like that. Yes, it might be explosive in the beginning. But just keep your head down and do you. Do what you had to do. You cannot be crossing boundaries with yourself. And knowing that you can have compassion for another person, but that doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice yourself and your well-being and your boundaries to make them happy because if you have to do that to make someone happy they don't deserve to be in your life they're too damn hard to please in the first place right and when somebody is too hard for you to please it's because they cannot even please themselves because someone who could please themselves they don't need anybody to please them Right, and you would re recognize that the same people that you're trying to people please, whether it be making yourself smaller, not speaking up, going along with shit that you don't agree with, um, just participating in stuff that you just don't want to do, but you're doing it out of pressure. Just anytime you feel uncomfortable, and uncomfortable don't need to be a big expressive feeling. Anytime you just don't want to do something and somebody is forcing you to do it, don't do it. Don't do it. The only person who should be forcing you to do anything is yourself. You need to force you to improve. Because I had a friend once and he told me, why why do i have to look within why do i have to uh, um introspect for me to, to to improve 
Why can't I just ask my friends what they think about me? Because, yeah, you think they know you, but only you would ever know you. Only you understands you because you spend the most time with you. You could be married all together all the time. You still spend the most time with you. Because when you go to sleep, you dream by yourself. You and your partner don't have the same dream and you don't leave the, the earth plane and go into the astral together. Um, plane and have the exact dream all the time like that. Like, no. Everything is individual. Every experience is individual. Therefore, to break out of the people pleasing, and let me be frank with you. I used to get offended when people when I heard that about me because I used to people please as well. But I don't like the word people pleasing because there's a connotation that it means that you're weak. You're not weak. You're not weak. My people pleasing it came from childhood patterns. Stuff I learned from childhood. Which is probably where yours come from too. And to break out of it, you start small. So you start with... If I don't want to listen to your bullshit anymore, I don't have to listen to it. And you don't even have to tell people off. You could just not reply to somebody if you just feel that talking to them is emotionally draining. Stop taking phone calls from people who just want to call you when something happens to them and they just emotionally dump in. Right? But when you have an issue, they know where to be for. Yeah. No. Little things like... If you don't want to do something, don't do it. And it could be as little as that is, start off with that. If I don't want to do something, I am not doing it. Punto final. Right. And then that simple thing will grow into you not taking shit from other people. And you will break out of the people pleasing. Meaning that most of the problems we have developed. Self-limiting beliefs. That one, one self-limiting belief. Quote-unquote status. Something that is completely invisible has so much weight on everybody in society. And you know why that is? Because people give it weight. When you recognize somebody as being above you, you cross a boundary with yourself. You are not above anyone and no one is above you. We are all on the same playing field. It doesn't matter where you are in life. We all have to die at one point. People pleasing also is having to do things because it's a trend or because that's what people like and you could, you could even be a, um, a content creator and people please when you only produce stuff that the people respond to but you in your heart you don't want to be producing that 
why don't you use the, 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 the excuse that this is my livelihood. This is what I have to do to get money to pay my bills. This is how it is. Yeah, that's how it is. But what if I told you that if you actually produce what you like, you would get even more fans, even more people to influence. Because people respect you in ways that you would never imagine. Having the respect for yourself to say no and to say I am who I am, I am me, will gain you respect. Respect. It is better to be respected than to be liked. When we start doing things that we don't like to do, and we do not for other people, we start to lose who we are and you cross a boundary with yourself. That's why the balance between the heart and the mind is so important. You have to use your discernment to determine what is for you, who is for you. And if you don't, one point of, okay, every person has a gut feeling. We all do. They, they, they call it a gut feeling. People call it intuition. People call it psychic ability. Intuitive. Different names. A feel, um, an instinct that could be developed, right? The thing with discernment and intuition for it to grow it grows with life experience it grows with trust in yourself and to trust you to trust your intuition because sometimes people like to say oh it's just my mind playing tricks on you me no it's not It's not most of the time your mind will really be playing tricks on you and you'll be playing tricks on yourself by not trusting yourself. Look at it at the core value. If you want to build discernment, do you trust yourself? Do you trust the decisions you make? Do you trust how you feel around certain people? Look at how you feel around doing certain things around certain people. Your first feeling. Just observe it first. And keep observing it. Keep testing your intuition. Keep testing yourself with it. Learn how to trust yourself. And if you're not there yet where you could trust yourself, find solace in something higher than yourself. No. People use the external higher power by different names. Yes, by different names. But it the higher power provides the same support throughout whatever name the higher power is being called. Notice that 
that is why I don't I don't ever understand why people argue about religion and spirituality because you can't you can't compare it. You cannot argue something that you don't understand fully. How can you argue something that you could never fully understand? But one thing that is preached is unity. So the higher power before, so we put in aside trust in yourself first for now. Right? I call the higher power God. My higher self. Um, the universe. Different names. Trust in that. Trust that there is something higher than you that looks out for you. Just trust that. Please, see if you could really trust that there is something higher than you that looks out for you in all situations. Even when you think it's not true. And it's okay to doubt. That is fine. Doubt and faith, they go hand in hand. Because faith in, is believing in the unseen. In what is not seen. It is, faith is not believing to see. Faith is the opposite. No. Seeing to believe. Faith is believing to see. Yeah. <laughs> Just social around, vice versa. So start with our first. If you, if you feel like... You're not ready to trust yourself yet? Start with that and you will work your way to trust in you. And we will talk about this in the next episode. So stay tuned. This was long, but it was worth it. I'm really happy to have you here with me. I'm really grateful for you tuning in to my podcast. And you are loved. This, I recorded this on the 15th, but yeah, that means that yesterday was Valentine's. Happy Valentine's Day. You are loved, you are important, you are life. And always remember that you got this, baby. All right.